This is Jacob Emerson with the Becker's Payer Issues podcast. Here is your daily industry news briefing for April 24th. A new bipartisan bill in Congress hopes to address Medicare's looming insolvency issue by moving more care into the home. That's according to a political report from April 21st. Medicare's Hospital Insurance Trust Fund is projected to run out in 2031, three years later than forecasted in last year's report. Once that fund is depleted in 2031, the program's income will only be able to provide 89% of scheduled benefits to Medicare enrollees. In the proposed legislation, a new benefit would be created for Medicare beneficiaries to have an in-home clinician for up to 12 hours a week if they aren't eligible for Medicaid. Physicians would receive monthly payments for care instead of fee-for-service, and reimbursement for home-based services like dialysis and lab tests would be expanded. HHS would also be required to study if other services could be moved into the home. Payers, providers, and telehealth companies have all signaled their support for the legislation. Well, drug manufacturers are lobbying for Medicare to cover the cost of expensive new drugs meant for treating obesity. That's according to a Wall Street Journal report from April 24th. Lawmakers are unlikely to extend Medicare coverage to weight loss drugs at their current price tag. Under current law, Medicare does not cover any weight loss drugs. According to the Journal's reporting, Senator Bill Cassidy, a Louisiana Republican, is working with the Congressional Budget Office to find ways to bring down the cost of the program before reintroducing legislation that would require Medicare to cover obesity treatments. Wagovi, which is manufactured by Novo Nordisk, costs upwards of $10,000 a year without insurance coverage. GLP-1 drugs, which include Ozambic, Trulicity, Victova, and Manjaro, those are used to treat type 2 diabetes. Wagovi and Saxenda are approved for weight loss. Manufacturers are hopeful that private insurers will follow if Medicare covers weight loss drugs. Payers typically do not cover these newer drugs meant for treating obesity, but they do often cover drugs meant to treat diabetes. Elevance Health said recently it does not cover GLP-1 drugs prescribed only for weight loss, except in states that require coverage of the drugs by law. United Healthcare said it's seen increased usage of GLP-1 drugs, mostly to treat diabetes. Well, House Republicans have included Medicaid work requirement proposals in their bill to raise the debt ceiling into next year. That's according to the Washington Post on April 20th. Under the proposal, Medicaid beneficiaries must work, volunteer, or be part of a work program for 80 hours per month or participate in some combination of those activities. Those rules would only affect beneficiaries aged 19 to 56 and includes exemptions Exceptions for pregnant women, parents, and caregivers, as well as those who are physically or mentally unable to work as determined by a physician. The proposal allows states to keep those who do not comply with work requirements enrolled in the program, but those states would take on the full cost of coverage for those enrollees. That proposal is not expected to pass the Democratic-controlled Senate. Well, Molina Healthcare's CEO, Joseph Zabretsky, has received the largest compensation package among the most prominent payer CEOs in 2022. That's according to regulatory filings published by the SEC. Total compensation includes base salaries, stock awards, option awards, non-equity incentive plans, and other reported compensation. Ranked from highest to lowest, the highest paid payer CEOs last year were Joseph Zabretsky of Molina, then Karen Lynch of CVS Health. After that is David Cordani of Cigna, then followed by Gail Boudreau of Elevance Health. That's followed by Andrew Witte, who leads United Health Group, then Bruce Broussard, who leads Humana, and finally in seventh place, Sarah London, who is CEO of Centene. And finally, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City-based SSM Health is suing Bright Health over allegations the insure tech has not paid for more than $13 million in medical claims. 
The federal lawsuit was filed April 10th and claims that Bright owes SSM more than $13 million for medical services related to just over 2,500 patient claims filed for services that took place between January 1st and February 7th of this year. In total, SSM says it provided more than $15.6 million worth of medical services to Bright's members across multiple Oklahoma facilities. But because of recent business challenges and investigations from state insurance regulators, Bright exited all ACA markets across the country at the end of 2022, including Oklahoma. If you'd like the latest payer and healthcare industry news delivered to your inbox every morning, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter on our website at beckerspayer.com.